Welcome everybody to another edition of the Hammerlock Hangover. This is episode number 35. Jeff, can you believe we're at number 35 already? Now it feels like hangover in a cell. It's been 35 weeks of us doing this podcast on a regular basis, man. Congratulations. Thank you. 35 is a big number. I know. You know, Jesus didn't make it to 35. Okay. Good start. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, in in corporeal form. Exactly. That's right. But he's he's infinite in 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 the afterlife or the I mean spiritual he's with life. all of us except you apparently, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just stating facts. That's all I'm doing. Okay. Anyways, everybody, welcome to the Hammerlock Hangover. This is like I said, is episode 35. We're gonna recap the la- last week of wrestling, all the wrestling news, WWE, AEW, NXT. And some other wrestling stuff that happened all across the world. Uh, I am Steve. I'm joined by Jeff. Uh, how's it going, Jeff? It's going well, um, but not so well for you necessarily because your arch nemesis actually had a child with his wife that that seems to still be with him. Listen, um, let's let's talk about facts, right? Renee had a baby. Uh Renee said that she had a baby. WWE even acknowledged that she had a baby. Congratulations to her. Uh Who did they not congratulate, Jeff? Uh, Their former contracted talent, uh, Dean Ambrose. That's right. They didn't didn't congratulate him. You want to know why that is, Jeff? She was immaculately conceived like Jesus, and that's the reason you brought up Jesus earlier? Probably. Or they know because he's the former employee of WWE that he's a deadbeat, and he, and he probably told Renee that he was gonna go out for a pack of smokes, mm-hmm. and really hightailed it to Nicaragua or Colombia, and, not, and not coming back. Bought a condo in in a nice beach <laughs> town in Colombia. Listen, he, he's not nice enough to buy a, a nice condo in a beach town. He'd probably buy some ramshackle barn like in the outskirts of Cincinnati, Ohio, and then uh, claim that he's badass. No, it's like your friends who tell you that their parents have a house on the beach, and you get there, and they're like, it's not on the beach, it's walking distance. And the, the walking distance turns out to be two and a quarter miles. Exactly. Yeah. That, that, that is something that John Moxley would probably do. Like He seems that type of sketchy guy. It's, yes, we know him so well. <laughs> Anyways, congratulations to you, Renee. I'm sure you're listening. No, she's not. Um, and uh, you know, John Moxley. Um, yeah. How about you do the responsible thing and actually raise that kid? All right, buddy. Thanks. It takes a shield. It takes a shield to know a shield, or or what is it? What is the vernacular? Takes a village to raise a child, or whatever I- nonsense. I don't know, Libtard. You're quoting some Hillary Clinton stuff now. <laughs> oh, Jeff. Oh, so much happened. But let's start with, I want to say, the biggest news of the week. And that's what, Braun, everything Braun, that has those to... uh, pictures where he's loving animals instead of shooting animals now? No, that's not oh. exactly on my list here. Actually, when I look at my rundown, Braun Strowman hugging up on a tiger is nowhere on my list. Also an elephant. No, no. He, he loves animals now. He doesn't shoot them. I'm sorry. I just assumed that that was the biggest story of the week. 
No, that's not the big. The biggest story, wrestling story of the week is NXT. Everybody's talking about NXT. Everybody loves NXT. We're talking about NXT takeover results. We're talking about NXT on Tuesday night because the big news is Cameron Grimes turns face. Yeah, it's true. You see, you thought I was going to say Samoa Joe, right? I did. I was about to do a little champ, but you're right. When you turn face, you know what else has a face? There's a face on the moon. (laughs) Got it out of the way early. There you go, man. Let's start with Cameron Grimes. I Listen, we've been big fans of this story arc since the jump um we are on the edge of our seats every week when it comes to cameron grimes the million dollar man and what is going to come up you last week predicted that jake atlas was going to get involved (laughs) i predicted that you were out of your fucking mind one of us and (laughs) one of us was right (laughs) that's right good enough the show wins but you know the the match was meh LA Knight wins the million dollar title. And the next time on NXT on Tuesday night, we have this big celebration. LA Knight is in the ring thanking the million dollar man. But is he really thanking him? Nope. He thanks him for his services by clocking him in the face. That's right. And and Just that like comes- America, he said, I don't need you old people. <laughs> That's right. And you know, let's give it up for the million dollar man. Like, you know, not that it was like some tremendous bump, but it looked pretty legit. Like he took it pretty well, like the million dollar man. He he, he took it fine. I, I wouldn't get crazy here, but yeah, he, he took it fine. No, it was a, it was a good segment. And, and by the way, I think with LA Knight winning the million dollar belt, which was the right call, it's a heel belt and it should start with a heel. I think this solidifies that my December prediction of Eli Drake, now LA Knight, becoming a star in 2021 has been validated. So uh, I'm going to, I'm going to put that one in the Jeff got it, got another prediction, right? Category. I'll give you that one, Jeff. You know, I will say that when it coming out of takeover, I was not overwhelmingly in favor of LA Knight. I was still like very lukewarm. I felt like he was very overhyped being Eli Drake and coming into NXT and the match was good. I wouldn't say it was like the best ladder match um, in recent history. However, I, you know, it was the segment with Ted DiBiase that really kind of like puts the shine on him being this quintessential heel. Just it's such a like a textbook heel move to clock a legend. And just the playbook went down all aces and Cameron Grimes comes out to make the save. He looks like the superhero and the baby face. And here you have this guy. I've told you time and time before, I can't stand these fucking Skinner gimmicks. These, you know, Bayou uh, backwoods loony uh, wrestler gimmicks. We established that 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 you because Hillbilly Jim worked with midgets that he would fell into your exception. But but since then you haven't liked any Southern boy <laughs> kind of country bumpkin gimmick. You didn't even like Outback Jack from Australia. I no I I if you were Southern I liked you. There's difference. Like if you're like again it's just like the Skinner gimmick, 
the the Wayland Mercy. If you're in a fucking like a horrible floral shirt, like you so look like you're, you're retiring in, in Florida. From True Detective, you don't like it. Oh if, my god! Oh, absolutely. You're one th- from season one, without right. a doubt, Jeff. If you're absolutely you right. Are a character in a Carl Hyacin book? You don't like them, without a doubt. You're right. If no. if there is some sort of, but like. Blackjack Mulligan, that's fine. Like Cowboys are fine. Yep. Wildfire yep. Tommy Rich, that's all right. You that's know. great. Anderson, just a regular, you know, Cowboy Bob Orton, that that's cool. Oh, that's fine. It's yep. just it's it's not it's not the bumpkin. It's the bumpkin with the little twist of either ultra stupidity, ultra evil, or inbreeding or voodoo. Yeah, it, it yeah. Thank you. It's inbreeding, voodoo, and swampiness. Like yeah, that's that's. Like too that's much moonshine best. and swampy. That that's right. There you go. Moonshine and swampy is what we're gonna call this episode because that's like exactly the, like, it. Like the people on Ozark. Uh, oh no! In the trailers. Oh yes. Oh okay. No, I can't. I can't. I know. Okay. But you're you 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 got me. You feel me. Okay. So. Kudos to NXT. Kudos to Triple H, HBK, whoever was involved in booking this. Because I'm a big mark for Cameron Grimes now. You guys were able to take his horrible gimmick as Tucker and make him a superstar. And now I love him. I A year ago, I said you couldn't throw Tucker as far you couldn't You couldn't trust Tucker as far as you can throw him. And now look at him. He's a, a, a pinfall away from being the million-dollar champion. Yeah, listen, this was a good story. This was a good segment. Um, going back to the takeover uh, match, you said it was an okay match. I would say the whole card was okay. The only part that I really thought was exceptional was was the end segment in the in the main event. Aside from that, I didn't think it was significantly better than an NWA or Impact pay per view. I thought this was by takeover stand. This is the worst takeover I can remember. I mean, I was struggling through parts of it. It was just okay. Um, like I gave it a five out of ten, and on you know on a takeover scale that you know maybe on a WWE scale it would be higher, but even then maybe like six and a half. Like I didn't think anything was bad. I just didn't think any, that's not true. I thought Zayli and Mercedes Martinez was borderline bad. Um, really? Everything else was okay. Why do you think it was bad? It was just too long. It was too awkward. Everything took too long to develop. The whole. The segment at the end with Boa and the chair, and then Martinez beating up Zia Lee, and then going up to uh, Ozile, and then like slowly making her way up to the magic demon woman, act, saying, I'm not scared of you, but moving as slow as The Undertaker. I mean, that that, that was just weird. And, and then when it finally happened, it was, I mean, it was, it was good when it finally happened, but it took too long to get there. And, and she shouldn't, like, I don't care if she clobbers Boa, that's what he's there for. But don't also clobber clobber Zia. That she, she she should have she should have been protected by Boa. Uh, she should have been able to roll out, um, and she should have gotten some final shots and not just uh, Mia Yim or my May Yim whatever Ying Yang. I, I, see the problem is when you have a character named Mia Yim on the car uh, on your roster, and then you have and you have the May Young Classic, and then you have someone named. Like just stick to Tian Sha, which by the way I have I have, I don't know what Sha means, but I know Tian is goddess. 
You, so there's too many M syllables for you. Okay, what's her name? I don't know. Okay, well, there's too many for both of us. I, I mean, I don't no. know. May Young, Mia Yim, and now there's another which basically sounds the same. I mean, you know, I, you know, I, there's probably no way to come at us without sounding like an idiot. But I'm sorry, yeah, it's it's all too similar. I mean, listen, I think that Ethan Page and Adam Page and Brian Cage and Christian Cage is too much. So, I mean, I'm certainly not going to like this. This is why Vince never books every anybody that has the same name. Yeah, well, I don't know why they did it. I, I mean, like, there's plenty of name choices they could have picked. She didn't even need a name. Maybe she doesn't need a name, just like Piper Niven. Oh, whoops. Like, why couldn't they pick, like, a witch or demon's name from Chinese lore? Maybe they did. Maybe that's where the name came from. We don't know. Okay, so our cousin show, uh, Wrestling Soup, well, sort of our cousin show, uh, Mish is surmising that Piper Niven's character's name is now Eva Marie, and actually the woman that we know as Eva Marie is the one that has no name. Ooh, that's deep. That's very meta. That's very like, I don't I, know. I, yeah, I don't. I, I think that's too smart for them. And also, she's been Eva Marie already. And it's, it's not like she was Eva Marie on NXT and then on the main roster. She's was Eva Marie on the main roster and in like nine thousand weeks of vignettes. So I, I don't think he's right. I, I think she's still the proxy. But I'm going to continue to refer to her as the Blue Minette until they actually give her a name. Yeah, we'll, we'll get into her when we get into Raw and SmackDown and stuff. Let's talk about this main event with Karrion Cross and uh, six other guys. We did a prediction show last week. You know the names. We're not going to go through the names. Yeah. Um, Mei Ying, Mei Young, Mia Yim. Karen Cross, Gargano, um, all these other guys. My cunt. My Jesus Christ. <laughs> Jesus Christ. There's that guy again. Mm -hmm. um, it's everywhere. Coming out of this this takeover, everybody was like, Karen Cross has gone through everybody in the roster. When when you are in like a five way with, I got I don't know, I guess half of the guys that have been in the recent main event and you beat these guys, does that technically mean you've gone through everybody on the roster? Jeff, that's not my recollection. I don't believe it does, Steve. Thank you. So why was everybody like making a big deal of like carrying crosses, beating everybody. No one on the roster can beat him. Because all the minis who are relatable to them you know, lost. Meanwhile, I mean, not only that, but they protected Kyle O'Reilly. God knows why they're going to give him another title match, but, you know, he had uh, Cole cl close to submitting, you know, so if it wasn't for Cross coming in, Kyle O'Reilly's got to claim that if it wasn't a multi-person match that, you know, he would be the NXT champion right now. So I, I don't know what they're talking about. No, they, they just like to whine and complain. I mean, he didn't, you know, okay, so he beat Finn in the past, but there's still, there's still plenty of people. He hasn't had one-on-one -on -one matches with um done he's beaten cole good um has he had a match with o'reilly yet i don't think so who carrying cross yeah i don't think so i mean we've got santos we got uh we've got the new million dollar champion uh we've got bronson if you want you've got all you've got hit row company make, making noise for themselves uh you got all sorts of people you know there's plenty of things that you can do you can do things with Loomis. You could do something with theory if you want to. You've got uh, people coming back. Uh, 
So no, there, there's yeah still plenty. You got Walter always looming in the background somewhere. This is true, and you know you you alluded to it. You said people coming back. Well, we had a big return on Tuesday night. This was kind of spoiled by everybody, which I find ironic, right? So last week everybody gives shit to Triple H, right? Triple H says modern day fans always end up seeming to ruin things for themselves because they're always trying to figure out what goes where and spoil it for themselves um, by reading dirt sheets and online stuff. Just watch it and enjoy it like you're supposed to. And so everybody got on Triple H saying, that's bullshit. The fucking booking sucks. The NXT booking is whack. Why do I care about any of these matches? And then the rumor gets dropped that Samoa Joe was seen at the Performance Center or might have re-signed. And then quickly, everybody's like, I think he's the new GM. He's got to be the new GM. You fucking monkeys. I swear to God, Triple H is absolutely 100% right. You guys can't just contain yourselves. Like, enjoy it when you see it. It's always got to be this fucking guessing game of like, I think it's fucking... It's got to be Joe. It's got to be Joe. And then when it's not Joe and it's fucking Drake Maverick, then oh, they fucking can't book shit. <laughs> Luckily, it's fucking Samoa Joe. <laughs> and, and I guess because everybody already fantasy booked it in their head, it's a good it's good writing. I like it when when Smarks guess right, it's good booking. When Smarks guess wrong, it's horrible creative. Well, he's the special enforcer. He's not the GM yet. Right. Whatever. Mm-hmm. What'd you think of his debut or his re-debut? Um, I you know, I liked his debut. I'm glad to see him back. Everyone is making a huge deal about this segment. I didn't think that Regal's speech was all that emotional. I think it took too long. Um Cross came in. I mean, they on the plus side. They established him as a heel. Good. They they they've been fooling around with you know is he a tweener? Is he sort of a face? Is he sort of a heel? He would wear that the Spartacus you know outfits for you know certain matches, which is mm-hmm. you know sort of a face maneuver. Um, you know it wasn't really clear he was they, they, was he the devil? Were they dealing with magic or was he just a, a you know tough guy who didn't give a shit? Okay, so so they settled. He he's a heel. Definitely, totally healing it up. Um, I don't know. You know, when you see MVP and Lashley styling in those suits, looking tailor-made, and then you see him coming in, in a you know, looking, you know, in a perfectly nice suit, but it wasn't the same. So, like, either he needs better tailors or something, or he needs or, to go. Or he, needs, the, he needs to stop. He needs to stop shopping at Sears Roebuck for something suits. Like- something something like that it just it just it wasn't this it wasn't the same it wasn't the same sort of you know thousand count you know thousand thread count or whatever um <laughs> i didn't love his promo but fine he was healing it up and then samoa joe came in i think samoa i think samoa joe was perfect i think his role was perfect uh i didn't like how carrying cross just sort of backed off like i think it would have been fine if he said good to see you again, old man, and just sort of like nodded and walked out slowly. And that, that would have been fine. It would have preserved, you know, we'll finish this another day. Um, yeah. 
you know, that would have been fine. Instead, it just looked like he was intimidated and, and backed away, which is, it's like he was shell-shocked to see Samoa Joe and he calls him young champ. Meanwhile, they're like six years apart. But, you know, I don't know if this seems a little nitpicky or not, but I just thought it was okay. I just, you know, but on the heels of a takeover, which was pretty disappointing, you know, this was a good segment. This was a good NXT two-hour show. I really liked it. I think it started off hot with Samoa Joe, the uh, announcement and the re-debut, and I like that they quickly booked him in this backstage segment with Cole. He chokes Cole out, and you totally forget about announcer Samoa Joe, and you remember that he's a badass. And I'm all for Cole being choked out. I know, and he tells some guy off camera, he's like, when he wakes up, you tell him Regal wants his answer. Right. I mean, he never woke up. We never we never got his answer. We know who Kyle O'Reilly's opponent is because he's the good guy. He respected Samoa Joe's um, power. And, and you know yeah, who's that, another that guy be- who we didn't mention who's still yeah. working about out there somewhere? Not that anyone cares, but the NXT fans might. Roderick Strong. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, who knows where he is? It's probably- Listen, people care about Kyle O'Reilly. They care about Roderick Strong. I mean, it's, some, it's, it's somebody's Somebody's got to clean up the popcorn from the, what is it, the Capitol Wrestling Center? Yes. So, yeah, Samoa Joe makes a big impact. Um, glad to see him. You know, I, I got a question for you. And, you know, I think we've broached this topic before, but never really in depth. You know, I feel like carrying Cross is hit or miss. I know for me, you know, I, you know, when we have guys like Kevin Castle on, he's over the moon about carrying Cross. Now, is that because he buys into Carrion's gimmick and his build and all that? Or is it because that's his buddy? I don't know. It's because it's his buddy. But there's other people that love Carrion Cross and buy into the gimmick and buy into who he is. And then there's another faction of, of wrestling fans that just don't get it. And I'm kind of like on the fence. Like, I respect that he's a big man. He's an old school Big man. Like, he's the prototypical WWE big man. And that's why everybody says Vince is going to love him when he gets to the to the uh, main roster. All Even professional wrestlers are like, when Vince gets a hold of him, this guy is going to get a rocket, or rocket strapped to him. He's got the hot girl. He's got the cool entrance, the cool music. He's got the look. He looks buff. He can move in the ring. All that stuff. Earlier this week, I heard an, uh, a conversation, and and I, I I tend to agree with where this conversation went, so I want to talk to you about it. Do you think the modern-day wrestling fan who clamors for Meltzer reviews, for high spots, for breaking the fourth wall and winking at the camera, for all this, you know, they buy into wrestlers like Marco Stunt and um, Jungle Jim, they buy into that sort of wrestling. Do you think that they're jaded towards that and that's why they don't buy into Karrion Cross? Because that's, that's my dad's wrestler. That's the old school wrestler. I like the young guys that can move fast and do flips and 
high flying stuff and look like they're going to break their neck every month, every every match. I think out of the two, two and a half million wrestling fans that exist in this country now, I would say that at least a million of them fit somewhere into that category where they're either all out of someone like Cross just because of the way he looks or they're sort of like you where they're like, you know, not exactly sure if they're, they want to like the guy or not, but they're inclined not to. Um, and unlike a lot of people, I don't think that this match did him any favors because like people saying, yeah, he, he looked great when he was in the match. Yeah, he looked great when he was in the match. But if I was to tell you how the match was going to play out, this is more or less exactly what I would have said. It's that he's going to look like a monster when he's in the ring, you know, for three or four minutes at a time. A bunch of them are going to beat him up, throw him out. And then he's going to disappear for five or six minutes while the little guys do all their spots and carry the match. Then every 10 or 15 minutes, he's going to come back in and, you know, be a killer again. And then three or four of them are going to gang up on him again. And then they'll turn on each other and, you know, and then he'll basically take rest spots. And then, you know, and that's what that's what it was. Every now and then he was like that meme where he was the Undertaker popping up behind AJ in the, uh, in the, yeah. uh, what we call the Boneyard Graveyard match. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, and, and that's what it was. Now, when he was in the ring, did do he did his suplexes? Does it does he look solid? Does he look legit? Yeah. But I mean, there he also rested a lot during it. I mean, so it, it was sort of you know, I I don't know that it really did him any favors. I think if he was in that match like 50% more and kept up with the guys, he would have gotten a, a lot more credit. But I think all the people saying, Yeah, the big guys get gas, they can't work today's thing. I, I think the way that match was orchestrated only solidifies that opinion that said yeah. I, I don't think that's what's missing with cross i think that's missing with cross is that his promo skills his level of selling the intensity are closer to drew mcintyre than steve austin like his promo doesn't doesn't meet the presentation like there's the smoke there's the, the mist there's the the, the big raven or eagle or vulture that's flying in the background with the red scary sky. You got Scarlet with the blonde hair and the crazy mm -hmm. outfits and the, you know, the long claws and with the crazy eyes and the boobies popping out. And, you know, everything's, everything's like for this big thing, you're like expecting like the green knight to come out or, you know, Gilgamesh or whatever. Yeah. And, and it's a, and it's a big guy and he does this raw and then he goes, and then when he talks, it's like, he's sort of, Quiet, and then when he yells, he doesn't yell all the way. It's sort of like Roman before Roman found himself. Yeah. You know what? For the first time, like in this match, because I guess it was like a four on one, I started buying into like how heavy Karrion Cross was. And I think the problem with is, as I alluded to earlier, there are fans that are, are sold on high spots, fast-moving, um, Young Bucks-esque matches. And Karrion Cross is not that guy. And yes, so man. for me, it's tough. Not that I'm that guy either. Um, but what I think was missing with Karrion Cross is he's a big man in a land. He's a, he's a giant in a land of non-giants. You know, uh, Finn Balor is... Compared to him, a smaller man. Gargan Gargano, smaller guy. Cole, smaller guy. And so, you know, when you don't have Cross face-to-face, -face, you know, 
a la WrestleMania three, where Hogan is matched up with Andre the Giant, and it feels like, oh my God, like we're gonna see two heavyweights battle right here. I think that's what's missing for me. Is Karrion Cross really hasn't met his equal in stature or strength since Keith Lee, and that was a flash in the pan. I think that you're right, but here's the other thing that's going to, and that exact same thing may work against him, because truth be told, is he's not that giant a man. He is a big man compared to you or I. He is a big man compared to the guy on the, the street. However, opening segment, did he look much bigger than Stephen Regal? No. Stephen you're right. Giant. But Stephen Regal not, is a tall guy. He's what is he six three? I mean, I don't know what he is, but he but he, he Stephen Regal. Listen, Stephen Regal's not a small man, but even but you know we all remember what he looked like in wrestling. He wasn't a small man, but he certainly wasn't a, a giant. You know, he he wasn't he wasn't you know going eye to eye with Hall or Nash or you know any of those guys. And you know, I'm, I'm sure as he's gotten older, he's gotten a little thicker and whatever. But he's still <laughs> he's still in pretty good. I mean, for his age, he's in very good shape. And listen, and I, I'd trade that that frame for, sure. and I'm 40, and I'm, yeah. I'm sure he's what is it, 55 probably right now, maybe older. Uh, any, anyway, he's uh, you know, he's British, so he looks like he's 97. So that's right. Uh, I like that we refer to him as Stephen Regal, right. and not William Regal. Oh well, he was Lord Stephen. Yeah, there was two was. Stephen Regals. Yeah, that's right. Um, Anyway, I mean, look, you know, look at the segment, look at Cross next to Regal, and they're very similar in size. Now, then Joe comes as the enforcer, and then Joe's a lot shorter. So, you know, we're back to the NXT, and your, your sort of problem that, that it doesn't look like he doesn't really look like he's overcome anything, which, you know, and he hasn't lost, which is good. That's consistent with, but it sort of ruins the story because you're not really sure who's going to overcome him, but you, you want him to overcome somebody to get behind him. And he, uh, you know, I guess he really hasn't done that since Keith Lee and sort of. I well, I buy, I buy Samoa Joe as the heavy, like despite him being of a smaller, smaller stature, like because of his track record, because of, let's say, really good matches with Brock Lesnar, you know, and th- despite him losing that match, he held his own. Like he made Brock Lesnar turn purple when he started choking him out. So I buy Samoa Joe as a heavy. Um, so maybe it will take Samoa Joe versus Karrion Cross for me to be like, Karrion Cross is legit, but we shall see. We shall. I want to I want to um, pivot to um, the another debut on NXT of sorts, and this is of Trey Baxter. I am not that opinionated on Trey Baxter, but you happen to be very opinionated yes why go ahead how do you feel about trey baxter i don't like him one bit i mean can he move and run around and do flips yeah sure so can everyone else i mean but yeah he had like a little rat ferret face he had he has like no build he's got he looked like a athletic meth head no this is not an nxt guy this is somebody that's on aw dark order that's someone that aw pushes not NXT. NXT is trying to build new stars. That isn't a star. A couple weeks ago, they had they had a guy that lost to Kushida who looked like he could be a star one day. Like, why not build him? This guy, oh, he, he, he looks like he's like you know, one meeting away from losing his chip and, and 
you know, going back into group homes. I no, no, no. <laughs> Did Trey Baxter like hit on your woman? Did he does he owe you lunch money? What what happened here? Not your business. <laughs> I don't understand. Wow, you're very you're so nosy. I, I mean, think they, we're they, the they, they introduce a guy to open the Kushida challenge, and this thing comes out. <laughs> this thing. <laughs> I mean, who looks at that guy and goes star? I mean, this this is what I expect Ring of Honor to do to like come up with some hundred and seventy three pound guy who looks like he trained really hard down in in Locust Point gym or something, you know, and 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 he came out of the dojo system, and they insist on him, you know. Fighting with Dak Draper or, or Josh Woods or whatever, and everyone's like, "Oh, he's great! Oh, look at those moves or whatever." But if he was an AW, oh, great, another spot monkey. Yeah, he's another <laughs> spot monkey. I mean, they they have MSK. That's enough. Oh my God, you're hilarious! I, who knew that we? I think this is the only podcast that has spent this much time on Trey Baxter. It's the only one that should get rid of him. <laughs> if Trey Baxter has merchandise will you get it no would it make a good gag gift for you no because nobody knows what what it's like zach saver jr would be a good gag gift for me because everybody knows that that, that, <laughs> that that's what i don't like or like a joey janello one but no trey baxter no one will ever know who trey baxter is Wow. It's even a stupid name. It's a stupid name for a soap opera. <laughs> ah, I'm Trey Baxter. It's like who is that? Troy Bolton's, you know, new new rival in high school musical, the the revamp. If Trey Baxter was a superhero's secret identity, what would that superhero's superpower be? Uh being able to ingest rat poison and medicine. <laughs> Oh my God! All right, let's talk about uh, some. I can uh, talk to the rats, and they control all the vermin of the city. <laughs> Fear me. So he's Splinter from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. He'd be king of Baltimore. That's for damn sure. <laughs> let's talk about a couple of, um, I don't know, teases for upcoming talent or debuts or I don't know. I don't know what to call it. This charging battery that kept popping up, uh, 11% kept going up. Who Who is this? Yeah, they had, is this like, it started at 1%, then it went to 21%, then it went to 31%. So that, I mean, that's a, those are clues there that's only in increments of 10, but starting at one. So, you know, PCO is a, is a machine. So maybe, maybe it's a PCO coming back. Uh, I don't know what his status is with Ring of Honor, but the uh, NXT is exactly the kind of place where they'd want that young buck to come on back. I, I, you really think it's PCO? No, it's definitely not PCO. Um, if, if for no other reason other than he only has one eye, and I, I don't think that they would ever clear him. Um, I I don't know what it's all about. I was hoping that somebody would have insights, and and nobody has. I mean, not not. Jason, not uh, not Don Tony, not not Nish, not, nobody, you know, not Drew, no Kevin, no no one I've listened to that has insights and and sort of reads these tea leaves in wrestling. Not me, the, the, the you know that's ha, has found. So maybe it's a completely new character. Uh, I just hope whatever it is, it's it's like one of those moments where you like you hit yourself. Oh, I should have seen that one coming. But I don't know who's electric, and I don't know 
who starts at one percent. Like, like the only one percent, the only person who used to play on one percent was EC three, and we know he's not back. So, what about if it's Mojo Raleigh? <laughs> okay, I, I because guess when you get to one hundred percent, then it's time to get hyped. Yeah. Okay, bring him back the hype, bros. All right. Well, uh, is Nick Gage coming too? Is he going to still be chasing Cardona, or does that stop when it's Zack Ryder? I don't know. Maybe it's the Energizer Bunny. Maybe it's Cell Phone McGee. Yeah, I I don't know who I, Mojo is. Probably my best guess, but I don't know. You know what it That's, is? It's probably Trey Baxter's cell phone. He's too cheap to to pay his own electric bill, so he was using the performance on a charger's phone, and it was just an accent that the camera showed that. Wow. Comes in at 1%, that cheap, no good drug dealer. Oh, he's a drug dealer? First, he's no, like the probably, king of probably Baltimore. Probably just a buyer. He's the king of Baltimore, and now he's a drug dealer? He's the king of the vermin of Baltimore. He's just moving up in the Grand Theft Auto criminal criminal <laughs> underworld. I, I was thinking more like The Wire, but okay. Let's talk about the diamond mind. What do you think that's about? I said it all along. I, I don't think the Diamond Mine is a person or a faction. I think it's a thing. I think it's going to be like a more refined, more thought out, I hope, version of Raw Underground. And I said I thought it was going to you know, be more like an MMA style thing. And it, it looked like there were images of, I thought it was Arturo Ruris in the, in, the prom, in the vignette for it, which also I remember saying that would be perfect for someone like Arturo Ruris, who's you know, actually a MMA guy. And, and maybe this, you know, strange as it may seem, the MMA style may keep him healthier because he's used to that than wrestling, which maybe hasn't agreed with him so much. Um, I don't know. I think it has to do with more legends... Uh, that were associated with diamonds. Which ones can you think of off the top of your head? I've so, got two. Uh, diamonds are forever, and so is Ric Flair and Diamond Dallas Page. I've got, I had Diamond Dallas Page, and I had the Diamond Stud. Scott Hall. Yep. Yeah. Um, sure. Sounds good. What about uh, what's the million dollar belt uh, covered in diamonds? Oh, diamonds. I was gonna say cubic zirconia, but yeah. You know, I honestly think this is a tag team. I think this is uh, a tag team that's coming up. Maybe Arturo Ruiz is uh, in it. Maybe somebody else. I don't know. Did you not notice that the music is just Finn Balor's music remixed? No. Didn't we talk about this last week? Were yes, and I thought that you were going to pay attention this week. No, no, I don't pay attention. Please. I, I mean, it would be one thing if you said you paid attention. You don't. You didn't hear it at all. No, I, I don't got time for music. Unless it's like porno music, I can't really pay attention to it. It sort of is porno music. I don't know. I'll, I'll You know what? I'll listen to it next time. Now you'll listen to it. <laughs> now I'll listen to it. With my pants down. It's, what pants? That's, a, that's right. I don't wear pants while I'm recording this. You don't even own pants. I don't own pants. What are pants? Um, let's. That's all I've got for NXT. You got anything else? You want to talk about ratings? Sure. They did six ninety five, so they they went up about twenty six thousand from the week before, uh, off of a takeover and with all the rumors about Samoa Joe. So That's by your right. definition, trending up. Trending up. Suck at AEW. Yeah. Well, mine. You know, I, I would say that that was a sort of a disappointing number, but I don't know the takeover wasn't great either. But okay. Trending up. They're almost at uh, next week seven twenty five. 
Okay, now if Selena was going to be the new GM, it would have been nine ninety five. Oh, what if the Diamond Mine is managed by Selena? There you go. That 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 would rock. That would rock out with my socks out. There you go. I definitely watched the Diamond Mine with my pants down then. Who's her special enforcer going to be? Um, me. <laughs> I'm gonna be there. You against Samoa Joe. I'll pay for that. That's right. Um, right cool. No, nothing else with me in NXT. I. You know, I, I think we covered the parts that need to be covered. All righty, let's move on to AEW. Let's start before we jump into uh, the trashy uh, episode that was Friday Night Dynamite. Let's talk about the latest AEW news, which is um, they're coming to New York, which I, I don't know. I live in New York. It really wasn't breaking news because they already booked the Prudential Center for, I want to say it's the second week of September anyway, but they decided to drop this news, which I think the Prudential Center has more capacity than the Arthur Ashe Stadium, but whatever, I guess it's uh, hey Vince, we're in your backyard, we're in Queens? Vince's backyard is not Queens. (laughs) Are they dropping the Prudential Center show then? I, I would certainly hope not because I, I've been waiting two years to get my ticket uh, rescheduled and my ticket is still valid for September or something. Or I can pull it up right now if you vamp for me a little bit. Okay. Well, all right. Well, it's going to be in the Arthur Ashe Stadium, which is where the U.S. Open is played. Uh, it looks like the seating capacity is somewhere north of 10,000. I don't know how many floor seats there'll be where the tennis courts typically are. Um, and I know that we're talking about going. We are Prudential Center um, capacity. Let's see. They are at the Prudential Center, and that is on September 15th for Dynamite. And so that has a capacity of 19,500. And that's in Newark, right? And that is in Newark, New Jersey. They build that. That was originally supposed to be the first blood and guts show, but COVID happened. And now this Arthur Ashe Stadium, uh, the capacity here is 23,700. Really? That's what Google's telling me. Are they counting just the Arthur Ashe Stadium or all the little auxiliary uh, secondary courts around it? Arthur Ashe Stadium. That seems like a lot for a tennis court. I mean, I've been there. It doesn't feel that. Okay. Well, it doesn't feel. Yeah, you're right. It doesn't feel like 23,000, but I guess it definitely doesn't feel bigger than the Prudential Center. And the last couple of times I was there, I was a guest of a uh, former vendor. Um, Shout out, Walt, who's not listening and drunk as a freaking skunk both times. Hey, Walt, what's going on? I don't think I'm not sure I watched any tennis. It is also the biggest tennis stadium in the world, Arthur Ashe Stadium. Damn right it is. USA. USA. There you go. Well, yeah, good for AEW. Um, They're going to go try and sell out. A lot of speculation of whether they will sell out. I think they will sell out. Hear me out, Jeff. They're going to sell out because Tony Khan is going to buy up all the tickets and give them out to the derelicts, smarks, winos, hobos, the homeless, 
and any other degenerates that he Trey can Baxter. give and Trey Baxter <laughs> to fill this stadium and make it seem like it's a legit sellout when in fact it's not. Um, I'm pretty sure that by late August, you could get free tickets to this AEW show if you just go swimming at the YMCA. Okay, sounds good. Well, I don't know what to make it. I mean, listen, New York is a big market. That's that's you know September. It should be nice weather. But it's um, a back-to-back show in New York in the New York area. Yeah, but I mean, Newark is its own city. I mean, New York has a lot of people in the metro area. Other no one's going to two rivers. No one wants to go to Newark willingly. Well, you go there for the airport or anything at the Prudential Center. And then when you go into the Prudential Center, you run in because you're afraid you're going to get shot. And then you run out because you're afraid you're going to get shot again. I think Newark is better than Trenton, Camden, and Jersey City. Now, Camden's a little more nicer. Okay. Anyway, before we lose the entire New Jersey audience. um, They know. They know. My understanding is that the Florida shows are still uh, not sold out. So the Miami show I, I read today was not even fifty percent sold out, and that show is next month. So what? Which, what? what uh, I like that all the the July shows have a special like moniker and name. <laughs> like what? Which ones? The, the Miami one is Road Rager. Road Rager. Something like that. I mean, I know that there is Fighter Fest. Fighter Fest one. And there's Fight for the Fallen, and one of them has, yeah, two parts. So, yeah. And Road Rager. Yeah, it's very exciting. So, anyway, that one. um, (laughs) Very exciting. I'm not sure that any of them are sold out yet. And that's, you know, and and then they're back June 30th, back in Daly's place in Jacksonville for Wednesday night. Yeah. I want to say that. um, I want to, I might be botching his name, but his name is Brandon Thurston. He's online. He does like wrestling economics. And already. What's that? I like him already. Why haven't you booked him? I don't know. Good question. Um, yeah, he researches the wrestling industry and he's done some he's put together some graphs on AEW ticket sales. And they have been struggling. Um here pre-COVID, the most they got out of estimated paid attendance was for a Las Vegas pay-per-view, 11,000, Washington, D.C. for a Dynamite, 11,500. That was the first time. And was it? Oh, you're, you're probably right. Yeah, you're right. I'm 100% right. And after that, like they, they, they don't, they, they don't clap. sold out no shows after that first dynamite, no pay per views, no nothing. Yeah, they don't clip five figures at all. The closest they get to is again Chicago, Illinois pay per view at eighty four hundred, and then sixty nine hundred again Chicago, uh, February 9th, twenty twenty. I was at Full Gear in Baltimore. They were they were about eighty four hundred people in, in that 14,000 arena. And the reason I know that is because I asked the ushers and they said that 8,400. Um, so with, so there you go. But um, here he has Baltimore 7,400. Uh, well, they attendance. 
Yeah, well, that's possible. There, it might have been seventy four hundred paid attendance. They probably uh, gave a thousand tickets to again, the the local Y and the homeless and the derelicts. Could be and friends and family. That's all right. Um, yeah, <laughs> ironically, the only show that I think sold out was the Blood and Guts show in the Prudential, and you know they've already sold those tickets. So whenever that gets rescheduled, it, it's already in the ledger. But that wasn't a legit sellout because I could. Even leading up to it, like I know I was able when they went on sale, I got tickets in the upper deck and I was like, I want to move down to the floor. And a week or two later, like I could still see tickets available, but they weren't like floor seats. So I didn't grab them. Okay. Uh, I believe you. Um, I don't Thank have, you. Maybe this it was just why, close to a sellout. This is this what is. This is why we are doing uh, our 35th episode because we, there's built trust now. Wow. Pretty soon we're going to start getting some of those sacred numbers, like 36. 69? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Let's talk about how much Friday Night Dynamite sucks. Like, Oh, my God. It was so bad. <laughs> moving Dynamite to Friday Night is like the death, the death rattle of AEW. This, good God, is – are they even trying, Jeff? No, I mean they're lucky that they moved. It was moved to Friday this week because this week was awful. At least nobody saw it. I mean, it, it, it went up from the week before, but four eighty seven. <laughs> Somebody told me they were DVRs. It was one point four million. I'm like, stop it. First of all, I don't even know where you get that information from. And then he posted it was like four one one mania. I'm like, I don't know anything about four one one mania. They're the only ones that reported. But I have to tell you something that just because someone DVRs, it doesn't mean that's a new person i dvr all the shows and if i watch them live which i generally do i delete it the second the credits roll or when there's only 10 minutes left in the show and i know i'm not going to fall asleep um so you know i'm counted twice and there's probably a lot of people like me who are podcasters or do reviews or keep it and watch segments again for their notes and rewind and stuff like that so um you know i refuse to extrapolate it as you know three to one no matter what it is. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Everyone counts these ratings, and I'm sure every other show out there gets similar types of DVR numbers and for the similar types of reasons. This show was awful. I mean, we have we had the Brock Anderson involved in something, looking like he's going to play golf, looking like Sami Zayn if he never worked out. You know, you had the three-man match with Brandon Cutler. Everyone knew he was going to get pinned. He got pinned. You still have Kazarian going against the elite. I mean, where can that possibly go? The face can never get over. I think Frankie Kazarian, he can never beat the final boss. He he he, he won't even be allowed to beat the box. I, I I just I don't know where this thing is going here. The the um, the inner circle destroy a limo. So you've got Santana Ortiz destroying a white limo about seven months after they destroy, destroyed a white minivan. I mean, it's not just a copy of the NWO. It's a copy of themselves. People <laughs> telling me it's good. Uh, I didn't even understand the interplay between Star, uh, Darby and Sting. Starby, I'm calling them. Uh, apparently, Darby doesn't want a tag partner at all. It's just a handicap match now. So that- I, I like that Darby gives Sting the business. Like, I don't need your help, Dad. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Damn, old man. This is my fight. Yeah, this is my fight, old man. Don't tell me what to do, Dad. That's right. You just drink your beer and collect your disability from the VA. 
That's right. You never cared about me. It's, it's, it's right. <laughs> Mom was right about you. You can't make it up to me just by fighting my battles for me. It's just going to make it worse. Oh, my God. It reminds me of that scene from Breakfast Club where uh, I forget what the guy's name is. He was Darby the jock. Where the jock has the stand. Not the jock. The uh, He was like the punk guy. that like was, He gave was, Molly Ringwald his earring. Judd Nelson. Thank you. Yeah, Judd Nelson uh, has to man up to his dad like near the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. It's it's like the same thing. Exactly like that. We have we have Evil Uno doing exactly what everyone predicted shouldn't happen and would happen, doing much too much offense. Oh my god, tell yeah. me about it, Jeff. Jeff, how did this Miro is supposed to be this fucking beast? He is supposed to squash guys like Evil Uno. How does Evil Uno get so much offense? And not only that, it takes Miro 20 minutes to beat Evil Uno. 20 minutes? Evil yeah, because the kid was there. No, that's ridiculous. It, it makes no sense. Like, I don't understand how Miro would have been like cool with like, unless <laughs> unless Tony was like, "Hey, you and you and uh, were a short staff tonight. You and Evaluno need to do a twenty minute Broadway." <laughs> like, short staff. We have a hundred people around the around the ring there. Yeah, it's it's because the kid was there. It's the same reason why Preston Vance ten was in the main event and got the pinfall because the kid was there. You literally have an eleven year old or ten year old booking your show. Oh my god, it was just I'm I'm just like, how does Miro sign up for this? Like, yeah, you have the title, but you're also taking twenty minutes with Eva Luno. Are you fucking kidding me? Well, while while we're on that, I mean, first of all, hashtag fire Taz because they lose again. Um, and also, real life Taz, hope your surgery went well. But still, hashtag fire Taz, terrible manager. Um, so, you had a little bit of news on negative one, didn't you? Um, yeah, Evil Uno. Let me talk about Evil Uno. Or not Evil Uno. Negative uh, one. E- Evil Junior is what I call him. Okay. Evil Junior. Oh, where's this thing about Evil Junior? He had something to say because, you know everybody's uh, on pins and needles whenever evil junior has something to say. So um, I wanted to bring this to everybody's attention. Here it is. Clearly. Clearly good. He says, quote, there is 0% chance. I'm going to be anything else, but a professional wrestler. I have been doing wrestling since I was one. I've watched wrestling since I was one. I've done it and I'm going to do it because it, my dad did it. I'm not going to stop and not, relive his legacy end quote okay listen this is what a 10 year old says nobody remembers when they were one but kids think that they do fine listen i i'm 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 not criticizing the kid i'm criticizing everyone around him and yes we are the worst show on on earth we are terrible terrible people we are shits for for because all they're trying to do is make his life better all we've done is predict that this was going to cause problems long-term for his adjustment and his family. So last week we learned that his mother had to put him in timeout punishment, punish him until because his grades were bad. And on the show, I said something to the fact, why the hell would he care about school? He already has a contract. He already knows what he's going to do. In his mind, he's going to be a wrestler, right? A week later, you brought this up to me today. I don't follow negative one news. You brought this up. It's exactly what I said. So again, 
it's not just predictable, it was predicted by me. So, I mean, anyone who has kids understands this. Anybody who, you, you can't indulge it. This, I hope it still turns out well. I hope everything goes great for him. I hope he can become a wrestler. You know, I hope he's blessed with his father's size and even half of his agility. If that's the case, no problem. That's not always the way genetics works. And that's not always the way life works. So now we have a 10-year-old basically saying, shut up, Ma, I don't care about school because I already have a job. That's going to make her life real easy. That's never going to be a problem for her along the way. And the few weeks or months where they were there when she needed them, that's going to seem like it, it, it was a favor then, but it's going to seem like an albatross later. And she'll never not appreciate it, but she'll be like, shit, I should have reined that in. And, and and that didn't mean she had to cut him off from them. That doesn't mean she had to cut them off from him. It was just too much. It crossed a line and people were afraid to say it. I'm afraid to say it. I'm saying it anyway. But people were afraid to say it because the IWC calls you all sorts of nasty names. Just, But just remember what I said while you were calling me names, that it's going to cause problems and it already is. It's not, It's not even a year. You know, I as a father, I have a tendency, I want to agree with you. However, I'm going to play devil's advocate here, and That's I'm cool. going to say that... I'm the negative one. That you're the negative one. Mm-hmm. That you're the evil junior. I'm evil dose. Like, listen, if you had the opportunity at 11 to be in the ring with Liv Morgan on multiple occasions wouldn't you keep chasing that just to be like hey i'm wrestling a girl that's my beavis and butthead impression sure i mean live morgan ty conti anna jay sure as a nine ten yeah of course i would have of course and that would have been my summer camp that wouldn't be my life plan because my parents would have been able to tell that's not the real world even even for you, even Batman's kid had to go to school. All I'm, all I'm going to say is this. Have you ever watched the movie Tenet? No. I'm going to spoil the shit out of Tenet right now. No, you won't, because nobody understands it, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> it is a deep movie. You got to watch it like multiple times to get it. It's just no. kind of like Inception. No, I, I first of all, I got Inception the first time, and I've heard from multiple people who... No, no disrespect are smarter than you and they're smarter than me who are movie people, lots of them. And they all said, nobody understands it. Don't even try. Just enjoy how it's shot because it makes no sense. Oh, no, it's, it's a brilliant movie. Anyways, it, there it has time travel is involved. Jonah Goldberg, Rob Long, Jonathan Last, Sonny Kiss. Yes, I want all of you guys. Oh, John Podorowicz. Yeah. Steve Hayes. Yeah, it, it's it's. It, it's him again. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's Big Daddy Cole Stephen Pena. Yeah. Tweet him. T- t- tell him tell him that he's pretending he understands this movie. Tenet. Kiss. Right. Tenet. I do understand it. So I'm convinced that Darby Allen is in fact negative one from the future. And he has come back on some tenet shit. Through the reverse flow of time. That's all I'm going to say. If you watch Tenet, you get it. 
if you so didn't... it's like Land of the Lost when Holly met Ronnie that turned out to be older Holly. And she realized it when they had the same scar. Are we talking about the same Land of the Lost like with Will Ferrell? No, I'm talking about the 1970s classic series. Oh, no, I don't know. No, 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 no. I don't know. I was more of. Um, yes, more on that. Great. What's the. What's the <laughs> I stepped into that one. What's the one with the with the robot? And it was, it was supposed to be. Lost awesome Space. Thank you. That that was my show. Mm-hmm. Danger, Will Robinson. Danger, uh, danger. Jinx. Okay, so the only what? other thing on AEW talk about is that they're doing the same thing they do with all new WWE peoples. They bring them in uh, to do nothing, and then they tell them that they're going to speak every week. And and this week, Andrade is going to do a sit-down with JR. This particular week, they just showed Andrade basically getting dressed and looking snazzy. Um, So he's going to sit down with JR next week. Do you think that JR is going to call him Andre again? Well, we, we can only hope that Jr. will botch something in it. <laughs> I want I want Andrade to call him out on it and be like, "Mira, my name is Andrade, not Andre." And then Jr. goes, "The cat has no shoes." <laughs> That's right. I've got some more AEW stuff. Alistair Black is rumored to join. Now, this is after a week ago. There was a rumor that he was being courted by WWE again. Now, last week's show, if you remember, Jeff, I I had a suspicion that Aleister Black was planting this information just to drive his numbers up. And yet here we have a, a new week and yet a new suitor. Explain to me why we don't think this is Aleister Black trying to drive his numbers up. Well, if you remember last week, I, I didn't think that necessarily anybody was trying to court him. I I just heard that there were people expressing loudly that they were displeased that he was let go and and that they should try and get him back. I never heard anyone say we're going to get him back or any overtures were made. Um, So there's, you know, it it all can be all of, none of these things are mutually exclusive, but if, if he intended that to be the case, great. If it just worked out to be the case, great. I mean, nothing is confirmed, but uh, you know, I mean, it is the logical landing place because it's the only other place that pays that kind of money. Um, so why wouldn't he go there? Nobody, even if he's not in it for the money, nobody happily goes from whatever, $300,000 a year to $64,000 a year. I mean, it, it's just not a happy thing to do. Take it from someone who did that. So, <laughs> I mean... Um, uh, so but that's uh, my point exactly Jeff is like wouldn't he be smart to just start driving up his his number by creating this faux bidding war sure he he would have and listen he's a fighter so he's probably a tactician uh, you know he seems like a bright guy if he did it well played sir well played um but this is also still rumor though this one seems to be a little more solid that he's expected to sign and the the, the deal has all been arranged just hasn't been signed because of the 90 day also, the story came out today that plenty of WWE stars were asking for their 90-day uh, non-competes to be waived or rescinded, to which my response was, of course they were, and of course they'll be denied because none of them are also engaged to Charlotte Flair. So, I mean, you know, so that's a, another little piece of AW-related news, which is 
little is that it turns out that where Phoenix was injured was in a max match in Mexico. And he's going to be out a little bit longer than he was originally expected. So another, you know, the, the freedom that Tony Khan affords these guys again, sort of biting him in the ass about that. But there is some bigger AEW news this week, even bigger than what we've talked about. But I don't know if you want to jump to that just yet. Are we uh, talking about Omega? We can talk about Omega. We can also talk about the AEW in the red to the tune of eight figures. Ooh, Whether let's hold off on that one. That'll be the what we close AEW with. I want to talk about Omega working injured. Last week, there was a uh, rumor, I guess, heading into this Moose match, and we'll get to that in a second. Um, the rumor was dropped that Omega is working injured. Oh, he's been nagged with a bunch of injuries for the last several months. Do you buy this, or is this just a cover-up for when he starts losing his titles? Yes to both. I mean, I, I'm sure he's dealing with injuries. I'm sure that style is catching up to him, just like it caught up to his counterparts in Japan who work the same style, just just like it caught up to Osprey and Okada and, and a, what's his name, Ibushi. Um, you know, the, the, none of them can seem to stay healthy all, all working that. And it hasn't happened to the, you know, the other Bullet Club guys who went in other directions. Um, you know, and Hangman Page never seems to have any problems. Cody doesn't seem to have any problems because they work a different style, uh, you know, more of a, I'll just call it an Eli Drake style than a, you know, Phoenix style. Um, mm -hmm. So, but do I also think that it's sort of to give cover for when he starts dropping these belts? Yeah, because I'm pretty sure that AAA is done with this whole thing. Uh, I, I'm sure that the Impact wants the story to end already because it's been nothing but bad. They finally, by the way, released some Impact numbers. And while 111 still remains the worst, I mean, none of them have been good. They've had like 118, 124, 140, nothing good. All, whatever it is, is, is just different levels of worse than 2020 before Omega was even on Impact, let alone the champion. It, this continues to do nothing with the exception of one pay-per-view which we've already analyzed as to you know probably not being all that big a deal um but yeah so you know once triple a and and impact you know get rid of those get those belts off of him or planning to i mean i would assume AEW is gonna be aware of it ahead of time and i would assume that they want him to drop their belt first so it doesn't feel like he's losing steam beforehand so mm -hmm. Let's talk about, I agree with you. I think this is just a plant for when he starts losing these titles. Um, speaking of that, I was really, really, really expecting Moose to beat him at this last TNA show. What do they call this? TNA Saturday Night Mumbo Jumbo? Nobody's watching this show. That's what they called it. Saturday Night, nobody's watching. And I really thought that this was, was going to be a rebellion. Is this one rebellion? I I don't know. I think everybody was rebelling from watching. So <laughs> what a perfect time to have Moose win with the aid of Sammy Callahan. Like it would make sense that Sammy wants the, the impact title to remain on impact. It would make sense for him to say, you know what, Moose, I don't like you. You're not my buddy. But the only way that I'm going to get this title is if I take it off of this Omega character and give it to you. 
because I see you more often than I do this guy. Why yeah. would why didn't they book it that way? Why is it why am I now getting some funny business where Omega is now I guess going to go up against Sammy Callahan? Sammy Callahan is uh, not going to win this title. Sammy Callahan, Sammy Callahan lost to Tessa Blanchard. You think that the guy that lost to Tessa Blanchard is going to beat Kenny Omega? I hope so. I don't. I, I mean, I really don't care. But I, I think that I mean, whatever Impact does is the opposite of what somebody should do and somebody rational will do. And they only do it because they have the knowledge that they are unkillable and they are immortal. So they will last no matter what. So it doesn't matter. Whatever they do, it's okay because they're, they're going to always live to see another day. I assume that Tony Khan is footing most of the bill for this. I guess they like that. It's probably fairly short-term thinking. Um, they're owned by a network, so I guess the, the viewership doesn't really matter all that much to anybody. So I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Um, I, I can't see it around Callahan either, but nobody thought the Moose was going to win the title. The way they booked it, obviously, was to protect Moose. I still think the Moose will win this title somehow or another. I, I don't I don't think it'll be Callahan, but by Slammiversary, the, this belt needs to be off Omega, um, if not at that card, before that card. But I, I don't care who wins it. I, I don't care how he loses it. it it's just this, this needs to end. Frankly, for impact's sake, it needs to end. Agreed. Um, final piece of Omega news, and then we can talk about um, how in debt AEW is. Um, Meltzer recently spewed some nonsense on uh, whatever show he does or Wrestling Observer Live or whatever. And I guess somebody asked him, or he spouted this off, um, he said, oh, Kenny Omega is on the same level as Roman Reigns right now. They're both heels. They're both at the top of their game. They're practically the same character, except Kenny Omega is better. What are your thoughts on that nonsense? <laughs> Dave Meltzer is wrong. Kenny Omega is, he said, Kenny Omega is better at putting people over. Who is Kenny Omega put over in AEW? I can't think of a soul. Who is Roman Reigns put over? I guess Jay. Uh, I mean, Daniel Bryan and uh, Edge both look pretty good. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't think Cesaro, but who cares? That yeah, Kevin Owens thing was, I mean, I mean, Kevin Owens looked like the Terminator, like he was un unde undefeatable, undefeatable as well. I mean, I hated that, but uh, I mean, it hasn't done much. I, I, I don't even care about who's putting over who. This, this is like inside talk to me. Kenny Omega is not on the level of Roman Reigns. Nobody outside of wrestling hardcore fandom knows who Kenny Omega is. Roman Reigns is getting to that point where he's a household name. Not that everyone watches wrestling knows him, but people know who Roman Reigns is. Or if they see him, they know that face. They go, yeah, that's a, that's a star. I know him from somewhere. Where they know him from the Calvin and Hobbes movie or whatever that uh, Fast and Furious uh, spinoff was. He's been in a couple of other movies, but Roman Reigns is a, is, is a pretty big deal. He's the closest thing to a wrestling star that there's been in a while. Um, I mean, I don't know if there'll ever be another... Cena level guy, but you know he, he's the closest thing right now. Kenny Omega, he he's the best AAA 
player there is. Without a doubt. All right, let's move on to some WWE news. Oh no, no, you've got a, uh, you've got uh, some, uh, some debt news. Well, I mean, th- there was a report, it was widely reported that AEW said that they were eight digits in the in the red, which is at least ten million dollars, um, and that it was all tied to developing a video game, which seems absurd, and I scoffed at because. You don't spend your own money to make a video game. You get paid. You do licensing rights with like an EA or whoever the game makers are, and and they assume the risk because they have pretty good ideas of how it's going to sell. And then they release the fifty nine ninety nine, and then two months later it's thirty nine ninety nine, and then a month and a half later it's down to twenty five or whatever. They they have their plan. You know, there's packaging and marketing and all the getting it to sort. But no, they're actually doing it in house. They're they are creating a video game company and doing and they're with their own game as the prototype as opposed to what other unsuccessful businesses like the NFL, the NBA, WWE, Disney, Marvel, DC, everyone else in the universe is done by licensing their properties to other <laughs> game makers. So, uh, you know, so I mean it, it just seems like a, a dopey move. Uh, you know, I don't think video games make that much money any single game, which is why there's a thousand games that come out a year. Um, you know, you sort of you, you sort of have these things on a assembly line. I mean, all the fight games are sort of the same. All the sports games are sort of the same. Um, so I don't know how they can possibly make their money back. Uh, now, we have been corrected without any details that no, AEW is not in the red. Only the video game division is in the red i i don't think they have divisions there's only one company um and everyone's saying they got a bonus from tbs for moving i don't believe that for a second i think that they just got paid the extra money that they contracted for 16 months ago and they haven't gotten it yet until they have a show on tbs maybe they got a little advanced to, to pre-produce it and and to market it but i i just think it's the same eight-figure raise that, that they were supposed to get last year, and they didn't get it until the second show came. We've, we've said this many times. Um, so I believe that they are in the red, and this is consistent with other things we've heard. I mean, Conan said they're bleeding money at some point. Other people have made illusions uh, like that. I don't know. We'll never know. And then, the, you know, the same week, the, there was this quote in Forbes from Pervez Khan, say, basically a <laughs> quote saying... Yeah, I didn't think this was a good idea. I still don't think it's a good idea. But I told Tony, I said, one day you and your sister are going to get a lot of a lot of money from me, so you might as well blow some now. Yep. Which indicates that to me that yeah, they're going to get money, but it's going to be in a trust with a third party trustee because I I don't think that Pervez is trusting his idiot son with with uh, the family fortune. Agreed. I I uh, th- that Forbes article was pretty um insightful let's use that word yes indeed it was so hopefully you listen one day there's going to be books written on this and it won't be by brian alvarez (laughs) or dave Meltzer. no dave Meltzer, you know for sure now i mean his will be how aw voluntarily went away and all of the money went to the unicorn preservation society You know, this is it's. I'm glad that you brought up preserving unicorns because this is a perfect segue into WWE. And what better unicorn 
than Ava Marie. Ah, Ava Lotion. Ava Lotion, guys. We were uh, greeted. Um, what is another word that we can use? We were trolled. <laughs> not, not not trolled. I'm trying to build it up into something positive here. Oh, Ava Marie is back, everybody. The moon is bright. The stars are shining. The sun is shining. Uh, everybody's frolicking, um, including Piper Niven. Um, she debuts on Monday Night Raw. Should First sing. Off, you should play King Harvest Dancing in the Moonlight as our go as our outro song tonight. <laughs> she looks fantastic, like zero percent body fat, and she, she wins she looks like an action figure. And she wins her first match without what? even doing anything. It's it's true. She had she had the blue minette with her who squashed <laughs> poor Naomi, who loses Lana and and gets killed in a in a in a match to somebody who was not named or is now has the same name as the person that she works with. Um, yeah. The, the internet is crazy. Uh, now people are saying this is a heel move, so you're supposed to hate it. It's a heel gimmick. I guess there's something to it. It just seems like we were told that she's been training and she can wrestle. Now, maybe she's still kind of, maybe there's still a surprise coming, but this feels very baity and switchy, and it didn't feel fresh. And I, I have to be honest, I wanna, I wanted to like it, and everyone's like, "Oh, Piper's great in the ring." Okay, yeah, she, I mean, she looked fine. She looked impressive in the ring. All right, good. But no, this is, this is, this just seems like more of the same, but with a stooge. I, I didn't dig it. I, I, I don't. I'm already tired of it. I can never get tired of it. I mean, look at her. Jesus Christ. <laughs> You know, I'm a generation older than you, so you know it, it doesn't matter you. as much. I hear you. <laughs> it's it time to play that Blue Chew commercial. Yeah, it, not until we're sponsored. <laughs> they, don't, they don't get free advertising. I think it's great. Um, a lot of um, a lot of uh, infighting about the debut of Piper Niven. Um, some people said that this was a wasted debut. Some people said that she's already been squandered. Um, what do you? What are your opinions on that? Did, did you know Piper Niven before this? No, I had no idea who she was before this, and uh, you know, I only knew who she was after this because people were saying it's going to be Piper Niven or Mercedes Martinez. And I know that wasn't Mercedes Martinez. So by process of elimination, I figured it was a pretty good bet that it was Piper Niven. I mean, I've probably seen like highlights or whatever, but never. Listen, if anyone thinks that 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 woman on a TV show was going to be a star without some sort of wacky gimmick or whatever. They don't live in reality. I am not body shaming. And, you know, everyone's saying people are body shaming or calling this. I didn't see any of that. I mean, I'm sure it's out there, but I saw a lot of people saying those pieces of shit are body shaming her, but I didn't see any of it. None. I mean, I would think that if I'm seeing the people yelling at people for body shaming, I would have seen the body shaming. And if you did I shame saw one guy, I saw one guy refer to her as... <laughs> the blue <laughs> mean No, he, he, he said, he replied... Uh, to I guess the he retweeted the quote the the debut and said oh I didn't know WWE brought back Birth of Faye. <laughs> uh, well, all right. Well, uh, okay. Well, listen. 
I, I might have referred to as Otis's sister at some point. So, uh, you know, I mean, we're allowed. Otis shaved, so I don't know. Maybe they, maybe they're one and the same. It could be. I mean, we're we're allowed to talk about people's bodies. It's not shaming them to recognize their bodies. I mean, Otis. People say he's not going to be a star or not, or he's only got a ceiling because he looks like that. There's a reason why Tugboat and King Kong Bundy never got the top belts. I mean, it is show business. Um, so, I, I, so I think I think this is fine for her. I think this is a good gimmick for her. I'm just sort of tired of it with the Ava Marie, but we'll see. I'll give it a little bit more time, but you know, that's mostly because I have to watch Raw. But I think for her, it's good. I mean. I don't I don't see any other easy path towards superstardom on the main roster or or primetime wrestling show for her other than something like this. So good for her. I mean, to be the bodyguard, the heavy, she looked good. She squashed Naomi, who's a two-time champion. Okay, cool. What, what, what else can I say about it? What's the possibility that they have brought Eva Marie back knowing that she was going to garner so much heat nuclear heat only to feed her to a returning Becky Lynch for a live crowd. Um, Maybe one day, but that's not the only reason I could very easily see them doing a Andre, the giant Ted DiBiase thing where Andre, where Piper wins the belt and just hands it to Eva Marie. And Eva Marie is the universal champion or the raw. I love it. I love it. I mean, it's gotta, it's gotta be going that in that direction. Maybe that's when we first see Eva Marie wrestle because she turns around and goes like she does what Eli did to Ted DiBiase. He goes, "Thanks, I got what I want. Now I don't need you anymore." You know, and then, and then we see it. That, that actually wouldn't be. That would actually be a pretty good payoff. Uh, it would drive people nuts, and I don't know, but uh, yeah, I would. But I, you know, at some point, everyone's gonna bow down to Becky Lynch, just like at some point everyone's going to bow down to Charlotte. And that, that's, you know, that's our next six years of wrestling is, you know, you know, those two occasionally, Sasha, Bianca, you know, throw Bailey every now and then, maybe Asuka, you know, you'll get the new people, but you know, those four to six will always be in the mix. Speaking of Charlotte, she uh, got into it with Rhea Ripley after Rhea's match with Asuka looked really really like they were shoot fighting throwing real punches um in my opinion they it looked like if Joey Styles was around he'd be yelling cat fight and Charlotte really gets clocked in the nose and started bleeding um I liked it I liked this uh scuffle I really finally got some heat I think behind this feud I'd like to see more of it what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, I mean, I think this was actually a really good segment. Uh, but leading up to it, everything else has been so bad. And I mean, Rhea Ripley's been suffering from the same thing that, that Cross has that she's, you know, her character is just so weird. Actually, Rhea's is even weirder because it's not like tough guy tweener. It's it's like nothing. It's, it's like it varies from second to second. And then she's got that weird Joker smile. Um, but this was good. I mean, you know, yeah, that was the hard way. Charlotte came in wearing that. I mean, she changes out of wrestling gear into that bodysuit. I mean, yeah. It, it looked like something like, I don't know, Venom or Black Lightning or something. But she, it's like the super wicked, like, tight, you know, black with, like, streaks of color 
body yeah. suit on, which was which was uh, very uh, Marvel universe. I thought it was Captain Marvel that came in there, so that was pretty cool. Um, I but she she like struck Adam Pierce twice, and that I mean that shouldn't just get ignored. I mean that's got to lead to some consequence somewhere. If they just let that go, even though she hit him twice, me gonna be pissed about that. I'm hoping that it leads to like her getting suspended by him, and then um, Sony's just gonna be like, "Hold there, hold up, buddy. We're not gonna take that route yet." <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. Go, you're gonna ruin the main of you're gonna ruin one of the main events at Hell in the Cell. You're gonna ruin the pay per view. Like, oh my god, pay per view. Ima- imagine that happens. Imagine. It would be great, but there's no time unless there's going to be a segment on SmackDown where there's an important announcement from WWE officials about the pay-per-view. Um, but that, that's yeah, yeah. You don't really need Charlotte for that, right? Like you could have it as a backstage segment on SmackDown and have Sonya and Adam Pierce there talking sure, about. You, it. Sure, you could. I, I'm just not sure that WWE allows them to mix the show stories like that, except when they want to. Except when something stupid like the women's tag team belts. Except for when Vince wants to. Okay. Um, let's talk about um while we're talking about SmackDown, can we talk about that Roman is facing Ray in Hell in the Cell tomorrow night on SmackDown instead of at the Hell in the Cell pay-per-view? Yeah. Um, why do you think this is? Uh ratings. What 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 other reason could it possibly be? I mean, hopefully it's also to cut down the time length of the pay-per-view on Peacock. Maybe they don't want five-hour pay-per-views anymore, four-hour pay-per-views, which God bless them if that's the case. Again, Jesus, thank you. Um, but but I think do you think SmackDown, is- do you think Fox asked for this and said, hey, guys, throw us a bone here? Well, I don't think they ask, and I don't think they say throw us a bone. I think they say do something, and this is what WWE came up with, and, and I think that's fine. What I hope, and the kind of evil I admire, I don't think it's going to happen, but the kind of evil I would admire is if they got permission to do an overrun and went overtime just to screw with AEW Dynamite on their last Friday. <laughs> I don't think that's happening. No, but the, it's the kind of evil that I would admire. Agreed. Um, Romans let's talk about Oh, without a doubt. Without, we'll get into Helen the Cell predictions in a second. But, but it's not uh, Helen I mean, the Cell. You're right. It's, I was about to say that. Sure, you're Roman right. is retaining. The only question is, um, is he going to, how badly is he going to kill Rey Mysterio and who comes out to make this save, like, if anybody? Well, it's going to be Jimmy, and, and hopefully he'll poke out both of Rey's eyes. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. He just pulls his face off, like like in those zombie movies, where you just like pull the whole front of the face off. Yeah, maybe uh, (laughs) like like um, John Travolta and face, or was it Nick Cage in Face Off? I think they both. I don't know. Take his face off. I was thinking more like The Walking Dead or Army of Darkness or whatever that movie was with Batista. Oh, let's talk about Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss, is she over or not over? She's over with me. She's over with you. You know, I don't know if you're aware, but there were um, a small, a limited amount of cameos uh, provided by WWE. And I think, like, you could pay Alexa Bliss, like, I don't know, $350, $400 to get a, I don't know, 30-second cameo from her. 
You know what it is because you put them all on your credit card. Oh, shh. Don't tell your me. Your new WWE Special Limited credit card. On my new special limited Lily edition. Of... Yeah, did you, didn't you get the superstar level to help for people with bad credit? I that that how did you? Why are you telling everybody? There's a, oh no, this isn't like a HIPAA violation. Shh, no. don't tell everybody. No, it's a HIPAA violation. <laughs> I got I got uh, Cameron Grimes on my credit card. You could nice. do that. You pick your your the superstar oh, you of know, your choice. Yeah, I know, but you know what you should do? You should give it to Elon Musk and go book me to the let me get a Tesla. Let me get one of them Teslas. Then you, this, you, you only have 2,500. MJF has issued his own Bitcoin. That's ridiculous. I heard about this. And I heard that it like started out at like $3, shot up to $9, and then it's like back down to like a dollar, I think. I don't know. Well, it's like, I mean, it's backed by nothing. I mean, only the dumbest stripper I know would, would buy that. <laughs> Oh, poor Mandy. No, Jace. Oh, that's right. Your best friend. That's my buddy. Um, Alexa, are you surprised to hear that Alexa was the only superstar out of, I don't know, Rey Mysterio, Charlotte, Kevin Owens, Shawn Michaels, to sell out all her cameos? No, she's amazing. I thought some people would be surprised that she... Out of everybody, all of the people's names. Listen, it's funny, if, Nia Jax. If there were cameos think? in 1997 or 1999, I'd be surprised. Now, no. I mean, if, if Eva Marie was doing cameos, she'd sell out. But Who wants but, a cameo from Shawn Michaels now? Shawn Michaels is like, I want to say, second or third behind her. Okay. And he... I, I, I think there's also... I, I can't remember, but... Charlotte is nobody apparently signed up for Charlotte. I thought Charlotte was asking Charlotte was 500 bucks. All right, well, listen. I think I think that price is outrageous. I think for you to have the privilege of talking to Charlotte, you should at least be dropping a thousand dollars. I'm not interested in talking to, to I'm barely interested in talking to you. So, oh. well, <laughs> you, don't, you get this for free, buddy. I know that's great. Still um. Any opinions on Otis shaving? Apparently, he's like uh, reverse Samson. He shaves and then is able to collapse Montez Ford's lung. I'm not throwing my thoughts about Alexa Bliss because she has established that she has the power to hypnotize over Reginald, which is going to lead into her hypnotizing Naya to turn on Shayna and doing the fighting against Shayna, just as I suggested. So this is so another plot point. Uh, right there, falling into my little plot line. This is not. This is not going to be a Jake Atlas winning the million dollar belt prediction anymore. I'm serious now. Um, I'm serious now because you were yeah. joking last week, right? I said it's definitely not going to happen. But if it does happen, I'm a freaking genius. I believe was my quote. Um, what do I think of the the Otis shaving move? Yeah, I, th- I think it's good. I mean, if he if he shaved his head down like so, like uh, Jackson Riker did, I th- that would have been even better. But yeah, I like the slick back, you know, and the, and the clean shaving. That that's a heel look. Good. He seems more serious, less bumpkiny. I don't like him. I used to <laughs> love Otis. I lo- I loved Otis. I love the bumpkin. Now what what is he doing? Is that- well, now he's he's solidly a heel. Now now I don't, like, little- I don't like it. I think they should have just left them. They should have booked them as the 
rotund version of HBK and just give him the entire gimmick. The barbershop, him kicking, super kicking Tucker through the barbershop window. Sexy boy, Mandy as Sensational Sherry. It should have all happened. And they wasted it. That's fine. You wasted it. You blew it. They are so the next tag team champions. Who? Alpha Alpha Flight Alpha Academy? Whatever they call themselves. Yeah. Ridiculous. Nonsense. Well, it's not it's not gonna be the dirty dogs again. It's not gonna be Street Profits because they're not taking it off the Mysterios. So it's gonna be a heel team. So it's gonna be Alpha Academy. It's too soon for the Usos. They still have a lot of family uh tumult to, to work through. Hmm. Roman's clearly not gonna let them win. Last part of WWE news before we move into Hell in the Cell predictions. Lana says that she's got some tea to spill about Vince McMahon. Any thoughts on what this tea is? Um, is oolong, chamomile. Oolong. Yeah, green tea, perhaps. No, I, I, I have no idea. Whatever it is, it's going to be disappointing. I'm sure I it's going to be something lame like, you know, he once propositioned them for a threesome, but Russo would have to leave. Do you think like something like that, like, what 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 is the worst that she can drop? Like he grabbed my ass, he propositioned me, he I, was I ogling my boobs. I don't want to speculate on what is the worst that can happen. In I mean, if the last three years have taught us anything in, in this realm, is that it, there can always be worse. I mean, oh, I, I, I I and I'm evil dose. There's a reason I can think of lots of horrible horrible scenarios. Um, don't forget my other show is called The Garden of Doom. Um, I don't want to think about whatever it'll be. It'll be disappointing, but everyone will act like it's uproarious. You think it'll be like major people will act like it's major news. It'll be like something like he used to hit on her or he tried to uh, break her and Rusev up to be with Shane. I, I don't know. I, mean, I think it's going to be something like I was supposed to be booked as the women's champion, but somebody got in the way or whatever. Who? I think Sean I think, I think sunny days, Lana days. Um, I think it's going to be disappointing as well, but we shall see when, when it, maybe she doesn't even ever spill tea. Who knows? We'll find out. I don't care. I'm, I'm just, whatever it is. Uh, I'm Lana's fan. I'm CJ Perry's fan. Lana, Lana day. Catherine That's Josephine Pereslav. Let's talk about Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell occurs this Sunday, June 20th. Um, let's talk about these matches. Yeah, right yeah, now, the card shows four matches. Um, let's start with Alexa Bliss versus Shayna Baszler. What do you think about this? Is this going to stay as Alexa Bliss versus Shayna Baszler, or is she going to hypnotize Nia to be in this match? It's going to stay as Alexa versus Shayna Baszler, but something was loaded up into Reginald's brain, and he's going to play a factor in it. So hmm. it's going to it's going to be it's going to be a, a fuck finish or a disqualification. Can you be disqualified in Hell in a Cell? Well, not if it's a Hell in a Cell match, but I don't think this is a Hell in the Cell match. It's just in the cell. Right. No, I think it's a it's just a regular singles match. 
Right, because Seth Rollins wasn't supposed to be disqualified, but somehow they decided it was so dangerous he had to be disqualified the, against the It field. was multiple hits. Yeah, they're, they're right, because you're not allowed he, to hit someone more than once in wrestling. He couldn't um, be stopped. It had to be stopped, right? Because, yeah, all right. Um, yeah, okay, DQ. Yeah, do you think uh, Lily gets involved? Of course. Do you think Lily makes the pin? No. How much would the internet wrestling community lose their shit if the puppet pins Shayna Baszler? <laughs> Nothing would make me happier, except maybe if it was Joey Ryan in a Lily costume that made the pin. Holy fuck. You're going to hell. Bianca Belair versus Bailey. This is for the women's SmackDown title. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think there's any doubt that Bianca's holding on to this title. I think Bailey's going to win. Okay. I think Bailey is going to win, and this is only grooming the return of Becky Lynch. I'm either a massive genius or a complete fool. We'll find out next week. You could be the bo- both if you were the genius Lanny Poffo. <laughs> Rhea Ripley versus Charlotte Flair. This is another Raw women's title singles match. Wow. Um, I don't know why. I think that Rhea is going to retain. See, I think Charlotte needs to win. I think I think Rhea's better at chasing than she is at being the champion. I'm not sure what she's good at, but she needs to get her win back from last year's or two WrestleManias ago. Never been against Charlotte in in a pay-per-view, though, but I'm going to stick with I'm going to say I think Rhea is going to retain. Wouldn't the win be more meaningful if she gets the title away from Charlotte, though? No. Okay. And then the last match that I've got here is Bobby Smashley, the WWE champion versus Drew McIntyre for the last time. Smashley. With the semi-Cody stipulation. I think Smashley is going to win. I think I think something happens here. Someone's going to interfere. A la Kane. You know how like Kane popped out of the, the bottom of the ring? Got a feeling some fun funny business is going to happen here. Walter? Nah. Nah. The I think Return of the Fiends? Mm, maybe. Well, That'd be interesting. Out? Uh, the former Retribution really are in the hurt business. <laughs> where's uh, where's the other two? Yeah, where's those guys? They're, they're now the Haberdashers, and they're in fine suits. They're where's now Slap- instead of Hit Row, they're Seville Row. Where's Slapjack? Who cares where Slap? He's in he's in SmackDown. But nobody, cares. No, nobody cares where he is. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, th- doesn't someone in UPR really like Shane Thorne? I don't think so. I think you're getting him confused with Ricochet. No, I'm not. No, no. It's it, it's one of the women. It, it's either Shayna or or uh, Charmaine. No, Shayna, probably Charmaine. Charmaine has some weird tastes. Sh- Shayna likes Finn Balor. She's no, a big no, Finn I know Balor that. Fan. I know. 
but somebody, somebody like anyway, it doesn't matter. The people here are like they don't even know what we're talking about. Uh, UPR, it's a streaming service. Where both of us are part of the cast on the wrestling side, but there's also entertainment stuff. So check it out on YouTube. Subscribe, you'll get all the content. Yay! That's um, right. And Shane, and Shane Thorne is uh, supposedly a wrestler, and he's on and he's on SmackDown. So I don't see why he would get involved in this. They claim that he's on the air, but I don't see him anywhere. Maybe he's just got a cloak of invisibility. Have you ever thought about that? Oh, good one. I'm going to have to check that out. Okay. I'm going to make a note right here. Listen to the Diamond Mine music. So those and are the only look out for Shane Thorne. Those are the only four matches? My God, that's, that's, that's fabulous. There's no good, there's not going to be Ricochet against Umberto uh you know, to use the number one contender because I'm sure Shamey isn't cleared yet. I mean, maybe they add it to the pre-show. Who knows? But that's the four matches that I see online. Is there are there tag team? Nope. No. Almost booked yet. against uh, the the Vikings. No. Nope. Nobody cares about Vikings anymore. Hmm. What else do we got? I don't. Well, got anything? Uh, we well, I mean. You reported that Chelsea Green got injured yet again. I saw that on a Reddit site, so I don't know how much I could I could take that for for fact. But there was a post about how Chelsea Green apparently got injured, and she asked for permission to use the Performance Center physical therapist, and they granted that. And so I guess the Performance Center physical therapist has been helping her mend some wounds, some some. All right. Well, I mean, muscles that need therapy. I mean, there are some more ratings and news, but I do have something I wanted to raise, and I think that you might have already seen it, so you maybe have. Hey, 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 hey! Put that thing away. Nobody's looking at this thing. We're on a radio. Nobody wants to see what you're raising right now. All right, buddy, put that sword down. Everybody heard it. It's it's visible. Um, (laughs) So it's real and it's spectacular. Um, So earlier today, on two pretty friendly to New Japan wrestling sites. I would say of all the wrestling pages I'm on, these are the two most pro New Japan that there are. I mean, one of them seems to be primarily devoted to New Japan wrestling stuff. And I was just wondering, I never, I never hear anything. I see the same people posting and where there used to be a couple comments and, and a handful of likes. Now the thing will be up there for a day, day and a half, no likes, no comments, nothing. Um, and I'm, I'm just wondering, has New Japan lost its buzz? So I put up a, a poll. I said, be honest, has New Japan lost some of the it factor or whatever that, that, that made it special? Is it not as cool as it was just a, just a couple of years ago? And in one group, last I saw, it was 18 yes to two no. And then the other group, it was five to zero, um, which is, I mean, these are not enormous numbers, but if you combine the two and, and the there were no duplicate people, that's 23 to two saying that New Japan has sort of lost its cool factor. And that's just interesting to me because, you know, there's supposedly all this hype with it with AEW. They have been doing things with Impact on some degree. They've had one of their young lions, Ren Narita, all over the place. They have New Japan Strong um, out of California where, where there's been a lot of talent. Um, you know, they made some big news signings, Leo Rush, who immediately uh, retired. Fred Rosser just signed with New Japan. People probably remember him as uh, Darren Young. Um, 
So I don't know. It's just it's just at a time when you think that they would be considered cooler. Is it like maybe like now they are too available or they feel too accessible? And it was always cool because nobody really could see it, so nobody could really criticize it. You had to wait till like three o'clock in the morning on a Thursday to watch, and now it's sort of <laughs> everywhere. I don't know, but it, it took me by surprise because I thought I was going to say, "No, you dumbass, you Mark Tard, you WWE fanboy," and everyone. Would be, I, I figured it'd be like you know. 27 to 2 against not not for you know i don't know one it's a small sample size and two i want to say that it's probably because you know i've always believed that um these types of fans have short attention spans and the shiny new toy is aw and so while aw gets all the praise and prestige New Japan has fallen out of favor. Um, But it could also be that, you know, COVID is a thing. And, you know, the fact that they're not at full capacity in their stands and the vibe seems different. That could also be the the reason. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not saying that there's not reasons for it. It's just usually... Even in, you know, usually the rabid fans don't care about that. They're, they they remain loyal. I just didn't expect it to be that overwhelmingly. Yes, it's lost its cool, especially on the, on the two pages. I, I mean, I posted it purposely only on two pages, which is where I see a lot of New Japan news and, and interaction conversation. I, I wouldn't have bothered other places because, you know, they, they wouldn't care. They never thought it was cool. Um, yeah, I don't know. All right. I don't know. Just, just, uh, just wanted to pick your brain on that. You have, I mean, it's, it's not really controversial. It was just something that occurred to me, and I was actually surprised that people agreed with it. Uh, anyway, um, by the way, I do want to acknowledge that I lost a bet to eight track Brown, Dick Dastardly, uh, eight track Genetti. Oh. Um, I, I told him that there's no way that Moose is resigning with, with Impact. He bet me that he would the stakes of the bet were that whoever law whoever won got to pick the other person's avatar on facebook for a month so if you are friends with me on facebook or you see me and you see a really strange avatar you now know why and i'm counting down the next 27 days or 26 days when i can when i can put back a normal picture but i always pay my debts it was for a month you're crazy uh i didn't think moose was crazy well, apparently he is. Moose I mean, in, in the history impact of Impact, has anyone ever re-signed that had any value anyplace else? Uh, hmm. I'm going to have to come back to you on that one. Right. Okay. Kurt right. Angle? No, no, no. I, I, well, that was TNA. Mm, that's true. All right. Anything else? Just news. So if you if we can if you want to run through quickly through some news and, and ratings. Yeah, let's go. Let's do it. All right. So ratings. We already talked about some, so I won't repeat. SmackDown was at 1.853. Not exactly great. Uh, Raw, 1.742, which was up. Still not exactly great, but up. Women of Honor, the last three weeks. This week, 6,700. Two weeks ago, ten thousand, and three weeks ago, sixty-two hundred. So still pretty, pretty middling. Dark and dark elevation also 
falling uh, along with uh, dynamite, though not as precipitously, but dark this week, 197,000. Two weeks ago, 328. And three weeks ago, 280. So pretty pitiful there. Dark elevation this week, 250. Not very good. Last week, I believe it was like 285 or something like this around the same time. Uh, a week ago, 306. And then uh, the week prior, 413, which, you know, it used to be 800 or a million. Uh, 413, not so great. But anyway, the, you know, not so great. All right. So the most recent NWA pay-per-view had a buy rate reported of under 450. Now, there have been some reports saying that that's only from one region or and not all the buys have been reported. I don't know enough about this to say whether that's right or not. So write down 450 with an asterisk. But whatever it is, it would, obviously the first to come in is probably a fairly large region or a fairly large company. They tend to be the first. So obviously that's that's not a good indicia indicator of a big buy rate, but we'll see. I'm sorry. Hold up a second, Jeff. Yeah. When you say 450, you mean 450. 450, not 450,000, not 450 million, 450 like, uh, you know, uh, Good indie show. <laughs> and then you said that this could be like the first number coming out of a large region. Like, what is this election night? Like, what is the polls closed at eight? Yeah, there, there's some recounts going on. <laughs> Apparently, some representatives of the Nas National Wrestling Alliance are petitioning for recounts. Ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think the St. Louis Territory and, uh, and, Vern Gagne's territory. Are very <laughs> and wherever Trevor Murdoch is from. No, oh, he's definitely very upset about it. <laughs> Sean Devari, who recently was seen wrestling everywhere, New Japan Strong, probably most notably as part of Contra in MLW, has returned, and also was in, in NWA very recently, but he's returned to WWE in a producer or agent role. So we saw him in one of the breakups, this uh, the fight breakups this this week. By the way, Sean Devari is shredded now, so he must just not be able to wrestle or whatever. Uh, but I mean, just to give you all, meaning the audience, a picture of how badly all these indies pay that this guy is is giving away, where he's worked, he was working for at least three or four of the major miners. And he's coming back in a producer role, an agent role of a place to let him go a year ago. So just keep that in mind when you when you are counseling wrestlers to work other places other than the big companies, which really at this point, NXT counts as the third biggest company, uh, AEW and WWE. I mean, the, just other places just don't pay. I'm sorry. It's just the way it is. Um, another promotion which uh never really got off the ground federacion wrestling this is the chavo alberto del rio del bel patron jose rodriguez is his real name joint they they started up a couple years ago then immediately folded they started up again the first match was going to be del rio against andrade uh cmll pulled out of it a few days ago not exactly sure why there was some rumor that they were pissed off that because Ring of Honor people who they broke up with Ring of Honor, CMLL ended their relationship with Ring of Honor. It's not like New Japan who said, we are not going to renew our relationship with Ring of Honor. CML actually said, it's over. Um, they apparently were mad that Matt Taven and some other Ring of Honor contracted talent were going to be on the show. Uh, that seems a little petty to me, but 
Roosh and, and some of the others backed out. Andrade backed out. Uh, Dave Meltzer reported that, that the whole financial model was ridiculous. That they were paying people 10000 7500 for a card that they would never make that up at the gate. Uh, and that the, his, the history of American buys for Mexican pay-per-views is very small and that it, it never could have worked so that they probably did themselves. It was probably a favor that, that um, a lot of people backed out. And even if CML had CMLL had the reason for pulling people um, that they may have, <laughs> they may have caused more bad blood for nothing. Cause it was going to close anyway. Anyway, Federacion seems to be closed and, and seems to be dead for good. Um, on other news, ACH, announced his retirement. He's stepping away from wrestling. Um, unfairly, I probably always pair ACH with Leo Rush because they both sort of had blow-ups um, at WWE around the same time uh, for somewhat different reasons, but uh, they were always sort of lumped together. ACH came clean saying he had mental health issues. He got help. It looked like he was he, he was making a pretty good comeback, so hopefully he's all right and and He'll get himself to a better place. But last I saw him wrestle was on MLW. Uh, his name was mentioned, but he was appearing less and less. But last I saw him, he seemed slow. Um, so, you know, maybe it's just his heart wasn't it. In other sad news, uh, Don West, who people probably know, remember from TNA Impact and, and prior days. I mean, he did stand with everyone, really. The ultimate salesman. Um, he has brain cancer and I'm not a doctor and I don't want to make any prognostications on it, but that's never not serious. So, uh, you know, certainly thoughts with Don West and hopefully he makes a full recovery. That is it for the news as I know it. You got anything else? Nope. I don't. I don't. I think that's the show for this week. Um, Guys, this is uh, Hammerlock Hangover. I thank you for listening. Uh, we have made it through another episode, another week of fine wrestling. We will join you again next week. Thank you to the Wrestling Soup Podcast Network for hosting us. And um, if you are a fan of the show, if you liked it, please make sure you leave a review wherever you listen to us, whether that is Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, um, anywhere where podcasts are, are heard. If you heard us, please make sure you leave five stars like you're in the Tokyo Dome. And uh, yeah, if you have want to interact with us, please join our Facebook uh, page and also email us. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at hammerlockhangover at gmail.com. Also, we are on social media at twitter that's hammerlock ho the ho is for hangover if you are unaware it's for ho it's for ho we're both big hoes wrestling hoes giant hoes faux show faux show all right that's it guys anything else jeff if you didn't know now you know that we there are hoes. <laughs> um, uh, do we, we thank Wrestling Soup Network. We thank Rational Rage Network. Uh, everyone should check out Garden of Doom. It's awesome. It's the best. I'm the best. Um, Steve's second best. Uh, C. C. Um, if you know any realtors in Columbia, you know, hit them up. 
Uh, if you have any thoughts on what that charging battery thing was about, let us know. We, we, we'd like oh, to hear some cool. thoughts on that because, I mean, I, I have never had no ideas. I've had plenty of bad ideas. I've had plenty of wrong ideas, but I've never had absolutely no idea what something was. I mean, I'm afraid this is going to be Glacier. <laughs> it's PCO, Glacier. The Shockmaster. Well, the Shockmaster makes sense. Or Mojo Raleigh. <laughs> it's all horrible picks. And Gronk. The new hype bros. The hyper bros. Oh my god, and Gronk. Oh my god, no. Alright guys, that's it. That's the show. Thanks for listening. Have a good one. Stay evil, my friends. <laughs>